Mark chapter 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea. That's after this tempest, after the storm, you remember. They were all nerved up. They were going to drown. We're all going to die horribly. Well, they didn't. Uh, and they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often uh, been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send him away out of the country. Now there was... Nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding, and all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled, and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell uh, to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and, had, had, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Let's pray. Fathers, we break open the bread of life. We pray your Spirit would minister to our hearts and controversial, to be sure, rich in blessing, to be sure. And Father, just say the things that you want our hearts to know and to understand. We take your word serious, serious, serious. You've put your uh, word above your very name, and your word is eternal, and we've understood that. So Lord, we, we treat this like it, as it were, the word of God. And we pray that you would bless us and equip us as we study this word together. Lord, uh, bless Kaylee and her, uh, her husband and her, and her little son as they go forth now, Lord, to minister to the place that you've called them. Uh, Lord, I pray you'd bless her boldness. They're, 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 they're poured out. They're trusting in you. I pray they're passing from... Uh, where they are to where they're going upriver, this nine-hour trek would be uh, nothing but a blessing and would be uneventful. 
Satan is not ambivalent about their work. and He doesn't like people coming in and breaking down his strongholds, as we'll see here in the reading today. But Lord, you've called her for such a time, such a ministry as this. We pray you'd, you'd bless them richly. And Lord, for this uh, little man, Keegan, showed up. Uh, Lord, I pray that his life would be fruitful and rich, and from his earliest days, he would know and love his Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, give him and mom, uh, uh, dad, health, strength, um, every blessing. And Lord, uh, you've, you've already blessed him with an incredible set of grandparents, Lord. And um, I'm not, I, I say that because I mean it from my heart. And Lord, you brought him to the right house. So Lord, that you would just pour out your blessing on this little man. We, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you guys want to come to church this morning and study demon possession? You know, it's kind of an embarrassment to a lot of people in the church. Uh, we don't know if we even believe in it anymore. Well, we certainly do. We, we take all the word seriously. Now, I, there are those who cherry-pick what they teach. You know, I'm going to teach a little on this. I'm going, to, I'm going to teach a lot. You know, church giving is way down, so I'm going to teach tithing the next nine weeks until we get this all straight. Well, I say that <laughs> as a for instance. Giving is fine. We, we're, we're, we're doing fine. God is blessing. Uh, but I'm just ta- saying, this is how people, oh, you know, uh, oh, I'm going to teach on faith this week, or I'm going to teach on, you know, w- or whatever it is, and go from topic to topic. What's wrong with that? I, nothing as far as I can see. But if I were to tell you about, like, giving and how I perceive it, this, I can't look at all the verses. You'd probably find out more about what I think about it than what the Bible says about it as I cherry-pick the verses that I need to support whatever it is. that. But I don't think this, I don't, I don't, people who do that rarely get to places like demon possession because we can look like a rube. You, you don't believe in the devil, do you? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, we do. Jesus believed in the devil and talked much about him. Uh, you know, is there demon possession today? I think most of us will say, seen it or been acquainted with it or suspected it that'll be one of the questions uh you got the questions right mike you post them yet he's giving me a thumbs up so you know go on the website of facebook page i don't even know where they are because i got the original copy so I, I never i never go on and you know download them that's gonna be one of the questions you know because uh, um, a lot of people think like you know we don't there's demon possession, and we don't use fetters of iron, and we use fetters of drugs, and you know we 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 put some people in some sort of drugged induced. They're very tame, but I don't think that's fixed the issue at all. Now, is it? Uh, it really happened. It really was a, a situation. Now, when they're going across, do you suppose that is the reason for the storm? Satan had a stronghold there. Jesus was going over to confront, to liberate. And Satan, again, he's not ambivalent about... He, you remember Jesus talking about, you know, you can't go and take a man's, you know, break down his house and take his, a strong man's goods unless you first bind the strong man. Jesus was the one breaking into the house. The strong man was, was Satan. And Jesus was saying, listen... You know, to disarm Satan, you've got to go into his house, you've got to disarm him. That's, that's the way it works. Satan doesn't like that. 
He's not, again, ambivalent about you receiving the word. He's not unconcerned about your spiritual growth. He, he's very concerned about your salvation. And then once you're saved, what you do with that eternal life. And if you pass it on or not. He's not at all unconcerned. Well, that's, and, and here, he's got a stronghold. And Jesus says, yeah, stronghold that doesn't stress me out very much. And he just goes in as awesome as he is. And I love the story because every time Jesus and Satan mix it up and duke it out, you think of Jesus in the wilderness with Satan. You, did you ever keep the score? Jesus three, Satan nothing. It is embarrassing. He beat him like a rented goalie. And I love that. And we talk about Jesus come back at Armageddon. Can, can I just read this? I mean, because like, oh, this is wonderful in battle. And it's so incredible. And Jesus comes back against the, and all this. It's not. It's just like, I saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Who's that? It's Jesus Christ, obviously. He's on a white horse. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. We don't think of Jesus making war. Oh, he's a warrior. He's an awesome, powerful warrior. Uh, we didn't see it the first time. That wasn't his mission. His mission was salvation. He's coming back uh, as judge and warrior. He's, oh, it's incredible. Uh, you can read about it in many places in Scripture. We've, I think we visited them all when we looked through Revelation. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Now we know who that is, obviously. And the armies that were at heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. We know that's the Bible. Uh, that with it he should smite the nations. What does that mean? He speaks their destruction. Jesus doesn't work up a sweat winning this battle. He speaks, Okay. He's going to smite the nations. He's going to rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, uh, both small and great. This is the big battle. This is Armageddon. This is the incredible. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him and sat on the horse and against his army. Ready? And the beast was taken with him, the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, uh, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in a lake of fire burning with brimstone, yada, yada, yada. Big battle, right? Jesus takes them, throws them into the lake of fire. Any questions? That's who we worship. I love the fact that, you know, people talk about, you know, this big epic battle coming and, you know, the great reset. Oh, they'll have their day in the sun. The spirit of the Antichrist is alive and well on planet Earth right now. Well, I think we get that. It's perilous times. Uh, and I think we get that. Not in America because we get the Constitution, right? No, perilous times is perilous times. And I think we're all understanding that, and we're coming to an understanding of that. They're going to have their day. It's, it's prophesied. And then Jesus is going to come back and straighten it out. And I just want to show you the power he has over demons. So they come over the other side of the country uh, into the Gadarenes. 
When he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, I know a lot of the times we're freaked out by that. Jesus isn't. The creator's not freaked out by his creation. Okay? We see people acting crazy and animalistic with great strength, and we're like, ah! And fear God, don't fear Satan. We don't have a Bible verse that tells us to fear Satan. No, he's a cherub. Okay? He's the anointed cherub. He fell. He took a third of the uh, heavenly host with him, if you ask me. And so he's, now he's Lucifer, okay? He's, he's, he's the devil. He's, he's Satan. We, we, all, we understand all that. Is he stronger than you? In the power of your own flesh? Yeah. Is he stronger than you in the supernatural? No. God's given us power over to tread on snakes and scorpions. I can show you all the verses, and I have from time to time. In like Romans 16, where it says that God shall shortly put Satan under your feet. I know, it's like, to us it's all like, oh, well, you know, we get all, just, no. I, I don't see it. I don't see it scripturally at any place. So we have this, and he comes out of the tombs. Most people I know don't live in the tombs. Okay. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, no man could bind him, no not, with chains. Because that he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Why? They had the supernatural power of Jesus. They were trying to do it in the natural. We do the same thing. You know, we, there is no God, and there is no Satan, right? Now, if you look, starting from that paradigm, what do you do with demon-possessed people? Right? So <clears throat> they do crazy things. And I, you know, this, I give you example after example after example after example after example. And law enforcement's involved, and psychiatrists are involved, and hospitals are involved. And, but they can't, they can't, it's a spiritual situation, and they're not spiritual people. And so what have they got? They're, 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 they're inadequately prepared to deal with the situation. Are you inadequately prepared? No, not at all. Anyone have been called in because you know uh, the because of a suspected possession or something of this nature? If not, I, I, I suppose it, it, it probably will. I think we're going to see more and more of this all the time, and. Uh, I, don't freak out. Follow the prescription here and you'll be fine. And don't be afraid of phone for help. Okay. The, the, he's often bound with fetters and chains, but the chains plucked asunder by him. So this is more than just, you know, a natural. Most of us, when we have chains, like handcuffs, just think, you know, pulling them apart, you know. It's a tough act. If you can do that, you're pretty strong. I mean, we get a little tie wrap, you know, now they use those tie wraps. Us electricians, we've been using them for a long time. You know, you, you got to cut them. You don't just like and pull them apart. They they tighten up and they only go one way. Uh, but imagine, you know, somebody tie wrapping you and just being able to snap. Um, and always night and day, he was in the tombs in uh, in the mountains in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. So here he is, living all alone, hurting the only person he could hurt himself. And there's a restlessness here. He's night and day, 
Any peace? There's no peace for the wicked. How do you get in this position? We don't know. How do people get in this position now? Well, one, they don't have Jesus Christ. Uh, i got to talk about this because I think there's, even in the church, even in Calvary Chapel, I'm afraid sometimes, I think there's a... Okay, let's just... We can just dance around. I can just rush right in. Like That's the kind of guy I am, right? Can a Christian be demon-possessed? And you're going to say, no. What God owns, Satan can't own. But I'm going to tell you something. This has nothing to do with ownership. It's a straw man argument. What's a straw man argument? Well, I'm teaching, and this actually happened. I'm teaching on Ephesians 5. Wives should submit themselves to their husbands. So three women get up and angrily stormed out of the church. And when I was able to talk with them rationally later, oh, you think all women should submit to all men? And Bad Adam said, thought, no, you're an idiot. (laughs) That's what I think, if I mean, if you want to be. No, it's a straw man argument. Not all women submit to all men. That was not my point. So it's like you, 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 you build your argument against, and you knock down the straw man, and you think you defeated the argument. The Bible says, how many of you guys believe that the Bible says that women, wives most submit themselves to their husbands? Yeah, a couple of you. All men. No. <laughs> and, and Sue's, because she's wonderful. Uh, we, no, we know that. We believe that. So then the, the next straw man because if a wife is not given to that, the next straw man is, whoa, what if he's abusive? What if he's a crazy man? What if he wants me to do sinful things? Well, wait a second. You're still, still a straw man. There's still, a, a Scripture says this. Don't try to defeat what Scripture says with the straw man argument. This is a straw man. Because the Bible's not saying ownership. The word is demonized. And it has nothing to do with who owns what. Okay, so you're saying what God owns, Satan can't own as well. But when we look at demonized, we just translated it demon-possessed. Because I looked it up yesterday and made sure. It just, the word doesn't mean ownership. So I would agree with you what Satan owns, God and, you know, someone says like, you can't have Satan and God owning something. But at the, at the end of the day, I, does Satan own anything? Because God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The next argument that I think is a straw man is the idea of like God and Satan can't inhabit the same place. I think it's a straw man. If you have an omnipresent God, how many believe that God is everywhere? And Satan can't be anywhere if that's what you believe. But I just pointed out We have both Satan and Jesus down in the Judean wilderness occupying the same space. Well, not, they were close. They weren't exactly, but don't think of the skin of your body like a boundary. Like, it might be for germs or bacteria or, you know what I mean? It might keep acid out, but but in the spiritual, I don't think it's, I, I got skin. Satan can't get in here. Is really that the way you think? Because I don't see that. Demonized, what I think it means is control or, well, I can't come up with a better word than control. Now, 
everyone's control. You're controlled by self. You're controlled by flesh. You're controlled by what you think. You're controlled by God. You're controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. You're controlled by demons. You don't pick. And how much could... Because even Christians will give Satan some control over their lives. Every time I sin, I realize something. I just gave ground to Satan for no stupid reason other than I thought that maybe this time, if I pleased the flesh, that would lead to, me to a good place. It never has before. <laughs> I'm the one who teaches, choose to sin, choose to suffer. I wish I listened to myself more often because sometimes I give place to the devil. Sometimes I believe the lie. Sometimes I let Satan score points in my life that, uh, is he controlling me? Well, to a degree. Is he inhabiting me? Well, I don't think so. But is, am I letting him have some control? We all do this. You're saying, well, I don't let Satan have zero control in my life. Really? Because I, I hope that's true. But the books you read, the TV shows you watch, you, know, you don't think that's influencing you at all? Because I want to tell you this. I said this about this troubling Barna statistic a few weeks ago. 70% of those who claim to be born again believe that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. They do not believe in the exclusivity of the claims of Jesus Christ to be the only way to heaven. Now you're sitting here and you're thinking, well, yeah, so. If you like, believe in like you're American and one road is as valid as another, that's fine for America, but it's not fine for the Bible. The Bible knows nothing of that. The Bible teaches, and Christians ought to believe that, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The Bible clearly teaches the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I'm exclusively the way, the truth, and the life. He says exclusively, no man comes to the Father but by me. But 70% of those who are born again think Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, 70% about that of Christians believe the Bible contains error. Wait, what? <laughs> the Word of God? The, the, the very pronouncements of God are filled with error? How do you know you're born again? How do you know you're going to heaven? If you don't believe in Genesis, why do you believe in John? It's the same. It's the same. No, there's no errors in the Bible. Uh, we, we, I can teach a whole class on that and it take months doing it, okay? Uh, and I think it's easy enough to prove that this is the Word of God. I think there are some people who don't take the time and they say silly things about the Word of God, but if you study it, I think you'll find out it's the Word of God. Okay, I talked about the restlessness. Night and day he was in the mountains and tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus far off, he ran and worshipped him. Does that mean worship? I think there was an exaltation there. I think he's kneeling down. I think he's at his attitude of worship. Is that the man himself, or is that the demons in the man? I think it's the demons in the man. They're the ones who are controlling. They cried with a loud voice, and they said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? 
Did they get that right? Is a question on the table. I don't know if you knew this or not. Look at verse 41. They feared, this is the disciples, they feared exceedingly, and they said to another, what manner of man is this? Here's the answer. The demons told you. He's Jesus, he's son of the most high God. How come we don't understand what, remember James chapter 2, verse 19? You believe in God, you do well. The devils believe, and they tremble. Because I talk to people sometimes. You talk to people sometimes. Hey, I, uh, I believe in God, they'll say. And I'll think like, great. You, you passed demon kindergarten. I mean, creation would preclude a creator. And you, you got that far and you're thinking, that's, I think it's a good thing. But that's woefully inadequate. You know, I mean, yeah, I believe in God too. I believe in God my whole life. From the day I was old enough to even think about such things. There was never a day I didn't believe in God. Until I was 20 years old, I was going to hell believing in God. I even believed in Trinitarian, triune God. I even believed Jesus was the Son of God, and I was still going to hell. I wasn't trusting Jesus with my salvation. Story for another time. What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? Oh, you got that so right. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. They know where they're going. Some people sign up on purpose, Team Satan, because they're going to win. And Jesus is going to come back. He's not, he's not the good guy in their way of thinking. They've, they, demons, no. Demons have read Revelation 19, 20, 21, 22. Satan knows his Bible. I would say he probably knows it better than I do. Well, <laughs> I'm sure he knows it better than I do. What's the deal? What's the problem? He, being Satan, I don't think he's got a chance to repent, a chance to change his course. He's got to play out his hand, take as many people with him to hell as he can. That's what he does. That's who he is. But they know where they're going. I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. He had said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is his name? Now this is, we got to visit here for a second. Jesus asked the man what his name is. He's inviting the man forward. The demons usurp. He answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. The man doesn't have control over what he's saying. He doesn't have control over his vocal cords. I think Jesus is demonstrating that. So this gives rise to, like, if you're going to do demon possession, you're going to find out the name of the demon for some strange reason. Demons lie, okay? Jesus said when Satan talks, he tells a lie. That's his native tongue. I think, like, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, what is your name? Uh, I am the spirit of lust. Oh, spirit of lust. What? What? You Really? Really? I bet they're all laughing in hell. I told them I was the spirit of lust. Uh, look, what are you, you going to exchange email addresses? Are you going to get the demon's phone number? You don't have to ask anybody any. Just, he, he's inviting them in. He's asking him singularly, not them. You think Jesus knows how many demons are here? You think Jesus is wise? Oh, legion. Oh, 
Jesus is, he's, knows everything. When he asks a question, it's never to find out the answer. He's inviting the man to speak. I think the demon just usurps. Uh, and he, we, he gives us that little bit of intel. There's more than one. This guy's got company. What's a legion? Oh, it's 6,000. There's 2,000 pigs. That's three. Don't even do the math. That's not the important thing. The man's got some problems, okay? He's got more than just... How do you get in this position? This is, this is the Gentile part of the lake. This is Gentile area. They got pigs, okay? It's very non-kosher. Does Jesus care about Gentiles? Yeah. What was this man's worship like? What was he worshiping before Jesus showed up? I don't know. Was he involved in Ouija boards? <laughs> this is way before Ouija boards showed, showed up. Should you be involved in that? No, no. There are some gateways. People who know a lot about this tell us to just stay away from them altogether. I know people who wouldn't read a horoscope. Me. <laughs> I was asked this week what my sign was. Isn't that funny? And I was thinking about this, and I said, I'm general tendencies. And like, What's that? You know, in the horoscope section is the general tendencies. That's me. You don't need to know my... Because they're going to... I don't even know what that... I think they were just having fun, just clowning around, stuff like that. I don't want to even... I don't, I don't even read my horoscope. Some people won't even read a fortune cookie. And I'm thinking like, well, I did last night. I see. And it shows. I can't even collect my thoughts. I'm very, look, uh... Take this as seriously as you want. I don't think you can overtake it. So people who don't read fortune cookies, I say, well, good on you. That's good. I remember one said, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It said, doeth good like a medicine. In King James English, those fortunes aren't very, it's not you're going to meet a tall doctor. It's usually a, a maxim, a truth, a kind of a, you know, opportunity waits for those who, uh, some, you know, and, Whatever, right? And then, of course, you know, you learn how to speak Chinese if you turn over the fortune. Uh, we eat so much Chinese food, we're fluent. No, you, no, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, but, uh, but, but if you're taking that real seriously, I think you're doing well. I don't think you should. Oh, it's a, look at Hasbro or Parker Brothers made Ouija boards. I think it's Parker Brothers. Uh, they're, 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 what, you think the company's demon possessed? I don't think I'm playing with that. Do you know the movie? The Exorcist, William Peter Blatty wrote the book. I read it when I was a little kid and didn't know any better. Scared the, oh my goodness. Look, and I was sure I was going to get demon-possessed and stuff. Uh, Walter Martin went out kind of tried to search that all out. He didn't like the way it ended. The priest died and the, looked like the demon won, blah, blah, blah. But that was based on a real situation. I think it was a boy, and I think it was in New Jersey, and I think he's opened up a gate by playing with a Ouija board. And I think William Peter Blatter, the author, kind of did his research and kind of got it right. Now, I'm not saying get a Catholic priest to spray holy water and speak in Latin. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying there's gateways. And I think one of the most easy ways to open yourself up to demonism is drugs. Altered consciousness. I just, I don't, I don't play with things like, you know what I mean? I'm not afraid of Satan, but I don't invite him in. I don't go out of here, let's find some demons we can chase down the street and let's terrorize them. If you're called into this, I think God's got a specific situation, specific ministry for people who do this sort of thing. 
But you have power and authority over Satan in your life. And I say Satan, you understand. I'm not talking about the king of the demons. I'm talking about whatever buck private demon is assigned to your case. You have authority over him. You don't have to listen and you don't have to obey. You guys are rebels. I know it to be true. I mean, I know, you can't. we celebrate our rebellion every 4th of July. Be rebellious towards the world. Be rebellious towards Satan. Obey God. Obey Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Spirit, okay? When you talk about control, let God control your activities, and I don't think you have to worry about anything else. I'm sure you don't. My name is Legion. We are many. He's saying, okay, it's go time. We're legion, we're, we're many, we're well-knit together, we're all on the same team, let's do this. I think it's a challenge. He besought him much that he would not send them out of the country. First prayer. The demons are begging Jesus not to send them out of the country. As a matter of fact, they want to get sent into pigs. Wait, what? <laughs> now there were nigh. Unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. All the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Why? You don't know. Some people say that these are probably disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. If you know, have no idea what I'm talking about, fine. Uh, and there's different from fallen angels who don't seem to inhabit. I, I'm not an expert on those types of things. I know that they're evil spirits, okay? They're, they're part of the other team, okay? What their actual designation is, don't care, don't know. But apparently, even swine flesh is better to inhabit than the abyss or out of the country. All the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. So prayer one. I know that we got to get out of the guy because you said so. Can we have the swine. Really? What's going on here? That's a really weird thing. I was watching a video, Why the Swine? And the guy said that the 10th Francis, it's the 10th legion, Roman legion, who was in Jerusalem at the time, during the time of Christ, okay? That, they started under Julius Caesar. You know, there's a history of all the battles. You can find all this on Wikipedia, other sources. It's kind of well known. Well, their standard was a boar. Well, I looked up. The standard was a bull and a ship and Neptune and a boar. Okay, so they had like different groups, you know, like different, think about them, platoons inside of this legion, this Roman legion, okay, or different groups or however you want to call it, right? And one of them was their, uh, their ensign, their sign, their symbol was a, was a wild boar. Pretty fearsome, you know. If you're trying to like inspire fear, a bull would do that, right? Uh, but so would a boar. And so when they're running down the hillside into the water, that would, hey, I know another army that got choked in the sea. And that would kind of inspire people like, hey, this is Jesus. He's totally in control. This is what you have to know. And there's kind of a spiritual thing going on here. Perhaps. I was, I was uh, like I say, confronted with that. And I said, huh, I wonder if that... So I did some homework and yeah, a boar is one of the, uh, the 10th Roman legion. And like I say, they were the ones who were 
in Rome at the time, in uh, Judea at the time of Christ. Just something you, you, so there's, like I say, there's a spiritual overtones here too. Is that important to us here this morning? Eh, it's just one of those interesting things. They're praying, send us in the swine. Here we have demons praying to Jesus Christ. I love it. My God's stronger than your God. And Jesus says yes. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. I have no because there shouldn't have been swine there, maybe. Well, Jesus is allowing private property to be harmed. He's God. What are you gonna do? Take him to court? He whatever reason, I'm sure he has it. He's good with that. Yeah, forthwith Jesus gave him leave. You want the pigs? <laughs> All right ahead. Whatever you yeah. Prayer one. And Jesus answered it. Forthwith Jesus gave him leave. When the unclean spirits fell out, they entered into the swine, the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand and were choked in the sea again. Don't do the math. And and people beg me not to do the uh deviled ham joke, so I'm not gonna do that, okay? The uh suicide joke, no, I'm not gonna do that one either. Okay. Just they died. Horribly, and people know where this is because you can still go around and see a galley. There's only one place where this could be, where it's like a, a, a steep cliff right by the, uh, and so they, they, everyone knows where this uh, took place. They that fed the swine fled. So we had these swine herds. They saw the whole thing, right? All of a sudden, they're in an unemployment line. <laughs> they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. You know, Matthew tells us, Matthew or Luke tells us he was naked, okay? Now he's clothed and he's in his right mind. Uh, clothed is good. I see you all wore clothes this morning. One, it's cold out. <laughs> Two, uh, you know, that was a good selection. I always appreciate that. Um, naked is kind of like, what, is that satanic? You think God's ashamed of you? No, public naked, okay? I'm, I'm, that, that's all I'm saying about that, all right? That's in, not in your right mind. That's a, that's a I know people who are, you think they're like rational beings and they just can't think correct. And it's always a evidence to me that Satan's been involved. Um, smart people. Intelligent people with crazy thoughts when it comes to God. Look, uh, Big Bang cosmology. There was nothing, then it exploded. You don't believe that? You're a science denier and a rube. I haven't heard any science yet. Nothing exploded. Molecules to man evolution. Here we are, 14 and a half billion later. Sounds very scientific to me. And And... You know what I mean? The thinker doesn't think quite right. Clothed in the right mind. Those are, those are good things. And he was neither one of those, and now he is. Because he ran into Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is awesome. So they, they see this guy, and he's all like, you know, his hair all matted, his fingernails all long, and 
is he's all cutting himself with stones. Is he starting to heal now? Is things starting to scab over? Who knows? But he's he's on the right, he's on the men. He's on the right track. You know, he's all like freaking out people. Now you can talk to him. So what? So what do they do? They were afraid, and they that saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine. In verse 17, I'm afraid I don't understand it. They began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. You're hurting industry. People like the Jesus, the like little baby Jesus in the manger. They don't like the Jesus who affects change in a person's life. They don't like Jesus that upsets the status quo. They just like, you know, the Jesus that goes around patting little kids on the head and if you got leprosy, he'll kill you. He'll cleanse you. Yay, Jesus. But if he's... You shouldn't be herding pigs here. We get rid of the pigs and we'll heal the demon-possessed guy all at once. I like that, Jesus. They began to pray him to part of their coast. Prayer number two. And he grants it. The devils pray and he grants it. They pray him to part out of their coast. Listen, if you ask Jesus to leave, he will. Why would you do that? I don't understand. He's only helpful. He's only good. He only brings blessing with him everywhere he goes. He's only mighty. He's only good. He only loves you. You've got to get out of here. We can't have any of that stuff. It's freaking us out. Really? Okay. But if you ask him to leave, I'm afraid that he will. When he had come into the ship, he's on his way out. He that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Prayer number three. Devils pray, they get their petition. The people pray, hey, go away, they get their petition. He prays, hey, let me come with. Jesus, you're like, my whole life was sideways. It was crazy. It was upside down. I was like, couldn't control anything. I couldn't even speak. I'm wondering, I'm in tombs, I'm naked, I'm crazy. Can I come with? Because you, I, I can't bear not being with you. And that's an easy slam dunk. Jesus is going to say yes to that. And Jesus doesn't. Look at this. How be it, Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him. Jesus' no is yes. I, I, listen, I got a better. Jesus could have went to all this. Listen, I got something better for you. He's not telling him, no, I hate you, go away. I mean, he went through all the trouble of delivering him. He loves him. He, he gave him his life back. He gave him his sanity back. He gave him his health back. He, no, I got, I got something better. Go home to thy friends. Tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and that he had compassion on thee. Can you do that? Well, I wasn't demon possessed. No, but you were what? I was a religious idiot. And I didn't know anything. I was really thought I was on the right track and I was going to hell and, a, and I... And I encountered the living God, and he saved me, and he changed life. Can you tell people that? I mean, what your story is. That's all he's saying. He's saying, you know, I want you the five points of Calvinism. I want the tulip, you know, total depravity. You should know about that, and uh, limited atonement. No, 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 no. Tell them what good things God has done for you. Right? Four spiritual laws, Romans Road. <laughs> tell 
people what God... You know, your testimony is a powerful thing. You were there. You saw the whole thing. People can't easily gainsay that. Just tell them. Next time Jesus is in this area, he's going to have really a fruitful ministry. Why? Because of this guy. He departed and began to publish into capitals how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Because they will. Jesus is awesome. He will change your everything. He will change not just your eternal destination, good. When I die, I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. If that's all he ever did for us, good enough. Fair enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. I'm not done. I'm, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things, oh, well, they're passed away. All things become new. What all things? Well, that's your testimony. That's your story. Go proclaim it. He's telling us to do the same thing. First, Gentile missionary right here, okay? And he does a great job. He's telling us, and we would not say anything because people will laugh at us, and we got to worry less about that and worry more about being obedient to God. And if, that, if I crossed the line on that last thing and kind of stepped on your toes a little bit, no apologies. You should probably move your toes. I'm just... I'm just saying, because we know that God has told us to go all the corners of the earth. Well, we got this young lady in one of the corners of the earth, and we can at least pray for her, you know, things like that. And, and I know you guys do. I know you're doing a good job that way. So we're going to have the, uh, our worship uh, team come and send us out here a song. I just want to say, listen, listen, listen. Don't get freaked out about Satan. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay? Just... Is he going to control me? Not if you don't let him. To any degree. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to get as close to Jesus. I'm going to just give him my whole everything. I'm not holding anything back. And just see where you go. You're not going to, war- don't, you're not going to brush up against, oh, I think I might be possessed. You're going to be in a really good place. The more control we give to the Spirit of God in our life, the more we're filled with the Spirit of God, the more of God we have in us less likely we're concerned with any of this. Okay, let's stand, let's pray. The first and most evident thing, Lord, as we look at your word here, is how awesome you are and how much you love us. We thank and praise you for this great salvation you've given to us. Thank you for the story, Lord. We see Jesus Christ and all his power and all his majesty and the hosts of hell subject to our great creator king. Thank you. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.